Hey y'all, welcome to episode two of my Dollywood Adventures podcast. Um, this one's going to be a little more, I don't know, exciting, informative. Um, we went to Dollywood on Friday for season pass holder day, and there was a lot of new stuff happening, a lot of good things. Um, and I just kind of want to talk about kind of what we saw, what we learned, um, you know, a little, a couple of things that are new and just stuff like that. Um, so we got up there on Thursday evening and checked into our cabin. We rented a cabin off of B Airbnb. B&B. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. I want to go ahead and knock the Dollywood stuff out first. And then if you want to stick around for the Airbnb review that I have, um, just to kind of give an idea of how it works and, and what to expect, because we'd never done it before, you can stick around and listen to that. Um, so anyway, we got up there on Thursday evening just so that we could get up Friday morning, get to Dollywood, um, you know, when they opened at 10 o'clock. So we got up Friday morning, went to Dollywood. It wasn't that busy when we got there. Um, they had just begun um, parking in Lot C. And that was basically like right at 10 o'clock. Um, we wanted to get there close to when they opened. We didn't want to, we didn't feel like we had to get there like super early. Um, we weren't sure if Dolly was going to be in the park last year. She was for opening day, but you know, I hadn't heard anything official, but there were a lot of news crews there, there as soon as we got there. So there was kind of that feeling of, I bet Dolly is doing something here today. So um, we got there like right at 10 when they opened. We parked at the very beginning of Lot C, which we were able to park right by the tram entrance, like the little gate where you walk on to get picked up by the tram that takes you to the entrance. We walked, we parked right there, which was nice. We've parked in Lot C before, but been very far back in Lot C. So it makes for one of those things where even though, yeah, you're in Lot C, you've got to walk a ways to get to the the entrance to get on the tram. And that's kind of, you know, in my opinion, I had much rather park closer to a tram entrance versus parking in a lot farther away from the tram entrance. So we probably could have parked in lot B, but it would have taken us forever to walk to the tram entrance from lot B. So anyway, we parked in lot C. Um, we got right on the tram. It was right there as soon as we parked. So we got to the park. Um, they were giving out, uh, magnets they could either go on your car or on your fridge or something like that um they were a decent size magnet and it just said um i think dollywood pass holder or dollywood season pass holder um and it's just the dollywood logo um on a magnet it's it's really cute um so we got one of those i heard they were giving out wristbands too for a special um uh show they they called it something it was like a a preview of um one of the shows that they were doing for the festival of nations i didn't care much about going to that show as much as i cared about going it was since it was my family my sister her husband her daughter and then mine and my sister's parents i more cared about just spending time with my family you know just doing different things with them that all of us could enjoy instead of trying to like fit certain things into our schedule that might not have been something that everybody wanted to do so i didn't care about a show nobody else seemed to care about it so we didn't try to squeeze that in. Um, I was in line later, um, closer to lunch at the South Africa and Trinidad, um, food. It's like a food 
stop food it's like a it's like a little shack um it's basically where the festival of nations they put all of the different um countries in like these little food areas it's like a little service area um and i was in line for that and i heard somebody behind me asking somebody else what the show was this morning that um she went to and what dolly was there to say and she said that dolly came out and talked about wildwood grove opening on may 10th for season pass holders if you had your special ticket that you bought whenever you bought your season or that you got free when you bought your season pass and then she said it opens may 11th for all the general public So um, to hear her talk about that was kind of like, oh, man, you know, so she is here. Um, But at the same time, we got to see her last year, and that was really cool. So I didn't feel like I had missed out on seeing her, you know, before. Um, So even though it was a little bit of a disappointment in that moment, it was like, you know, that's okay. I've seen her before. So anyway, um, but there, like I said, we got there, and we got a car magnet. Um, We walked in, me and Greg, so... One of the things that we do since we're season pass holders is we go ahead and buy a season pass for different things throughout the park as well. One of them is a stroller rental. Um, for a season pass for a stroller w- rental is like 55 bucks. Um, there's no like gold pass discount on that. It's just a straight fee of like $55 and some change. And you that's for a double strollers so we have two kids I mean one of she's seven so really you know she walks most of the time but there's times where she gets tired um but we also have a three almost four year old and his little legs you know he gets tired and half the time he naps up there I honestly don't think there's ever been a trip we've gone on that he has not fallen asleep at Dollywood and the double stroller is nice for that because he can kind of spread out and cover up and you know things like that so we always just get a double stroller um it's also good for Like if you have a backpack and you don't want to leave it in a locker or if you don't want to carry it around all day, you know, there's some room for that, too. So our first stop was to get a double stroller. Um, So we went and did that while Greg was getting the double stroller. I took Easton over to get measured, even though he does not ride anything else but the ducks. I still went and got him measured to get a wristband in case for some crazy reason he decided to ride the fire chaser he had his wristband to show that he was big enough to ride it um so while greg was getting the stroller i went and got him measured um we met back up at the front and we just kind of you know begun our day we got pictures made um we made our way over to the thunderhead that's something that i definitely want to touch on really quick is the thunderhead So as we were walking up through um, Timber Canyon, you know, Thunderhead was running and we noticed that there was um, looked like a lot of brand new wood that they had put on Thunderhead, like like they had replaced old wood with brand new. And so um, we were sitting there at the whistle punk chaser watching our my daughter, Savannah, and her niece or my niece, Lucy, her cousin. And. We were watching them ride the whistle punk chaser and we were looking at the Thunderhead and it just kind of sounded better than it had um, the past times that we had been there. It didn't sound as rough. It just it sounded better. It looked better. And so my brother-in-law, he will ride anything and I'm usually the one that rides certain things with him. 
Um, so he wanted to ride the Thunderhead and, and I finally decided that I would ride it with him. So we rode on the front. I've never ridden on another seat besides the front. It's my favorite. I love it. Um, and it was the smoothest ride we had ever ridden on the Thunderhead. It was nowhere near as rough as it has been. It was a lot of fun. I didn't come off of it feeling like I had gotten beaten up. It was so much fun. So if you ever didn't want to ride the Thunderhead because you thought it was rough, or if you ever have ridden it and you said, I don't want to ride that again because it beat me up, give it another shot because they've done a little bit of improvement to it to where I think it has made a big improvement. Um, so don't rule it out just yet. It was a much more fun ride than I remember it being in a long time. Um, so that was cool. I wanted to talk about that for a second. Um, the Mystery Mine did not run at all this weekend. It didn't run on Friday. It didn't run on Saturday. And then I checked the ride wait times from the app on Sunday before we came home. And it said it was closed for the day. I know a couple years ago, um, the theming element on the inside, which is like the big screen at the top when you're going up that last big vertical lift. I know that screen has gone out before. I know the pyrotechnics have gone out before. I know the camera has gone out before. And usually when one of these things is not working, they don't run the ride. I'm not sure if it's because of any kind of safety feature or if it's because you don't get the full experience that that ride gives you because the theming elements on the ride is half of the thrill of the ride. Um, it's what makes Mystery Mind Mystery Mind. So I'm not sure if any of that was going on. I probably could have asked somebody, but um, I honestly thought like eventually it would be opened up and it never was. Um, but anyway, so... We rode, we rode the Thunderhead. Mystery Mine was closed all weekend. Um, that was that was really before lunchtime, and I knew at lunch that I wanted to eat somewhere for the Festival of Nations. I wanted to get a Cuban sandwich from Cuba, and I wanted to get a citrus punch from Trinidad. So um, it was really like after 11. It wasn't too much after 11, and I thought it was honestly going to be early enough to where it wouldn't be that bad of a wait to get in and out to get food from these little food stands. Um, but it was insane. I don't want to fault Dollywood at all for this, um, but they were having a lot of technical issues with their registers. Um, their registers weren't working half the time. I'll say that I got my Cuban sandwich for free because they were not going to um, make people wait while they fix their register because the line was super long. Um, so for those of us that were in line to get um, food from Cuba, especially, they just let us have whatever we ordered and didn't charge us because, you know, the line was so long for that. I waited a good probably 30 minutes probably at Cuba to get a Cuban sandwich. Now it was worth it. It was really good. Um, but, and, and it was free, so that helped too, but it was, it was definitely a longer wait than I would have wanted. But at the same time, I mean, we weren't in a rush. We were there just to kind of enjoy the day together. Um, so that was fun. And then I went uh, to Trinidad and got a citrus punch. Same type of thing there. I was able to pay for it. Their register was working, but it took forever there too. So, um, you know, probably just one of those things where it's it's opening day. Of course, you know, got to get the kinks worked out. And it's a better time for season pass holders to get those kinks worked out than the general public on Saturdays. So, again, not a complaint. I'm not faulting Dollywood for anything. Um, it's just 
it is what it is, <laughs> um, but definitely not a bad experience whatsoever because my brother-in-law, David, went to go get a citrus punch from Trinidad as well, and he also ordered the beef skewers while he was there, and because he waited so long, they gave him an extra um, order of beef skewers because he had to wait so long, so he got an extra order that he gave uh, me and Greg, and those were amazing. I would not have tried them otherwise. Not that I didn't like the like the looks of them or didn't think they were going to be good, but it just I was in the mood for a Cuban sandwich. That's what I was going to get. And so whenever he bought the um brought over the beef skewers and let us try one, I will beyond a shadow of a doubt go back and get that. They were amazing. So that was kind of a neat thing to to discover, you know, while we were there. Um, other than that, they, I'm trying to think of any other, oh, uh, we also bought our photo pass for the season. So that's something else that I want to talk about. Um, Dollywood offers a season photo pass for the entire season. So for now, they're obviously in their 2019 season. Um, they will give you a photo pass for, I think, 65 bucks. And what you do is you just buy the card and at every photo, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, not photo booth, but photo. Oh, I have it on my, for every place I can take your picture. Um, it's called something. It's called an actual word. Um, anyway, for every place that they can take your picture, um, you can give them your photo card and they will scan it and they will just digitally load your picture right there for a digital download. So um, what you do is you buy the photo card and if you go ride a ride, the photo um, area that you can buy a picture at, they just take your card and they scan your picture right onto the card and they give it right back to you. And so then you later go home and you get on dollywoodphotos.com. You download your picture and it's right there. So you can order them from a photo center. You can post them to social media, which is typically what I do. Um, you know, it just is such a good deal because it lasts all year long. It's a one-time purchase for like 65 bucks, And it sure beats the heck out of buying one photo at each photo, one photo at each, um, you know, attraction or whatever it is for like 15 bucks a piece. So, I mean, it's almost a no brainer. They also sell them for the day. I had um, a follower on my Facebook ask me if they sell a one day photo pass. And yes, they do. I think it's 40 bucks um, somewhere around in there. Um, and it is just for the day. So you can still take advantage of the the photo card that they offer. So if you don't need one for the season, you obviously can just get one for the day. And like I said, I think it's around 40 bucks or so. Again, definitely worth it because the photo opportunities that they have at the front gate before you go in, after you go in, the heart-shaped um, photo opportunity there at the, there's like a heart-shaped Dollywood sign, um, that's three within the park. Then they do all the rides. Um, it's good for when Santa comes to town, when Rudolph and his friends are there. Um, obviously all the rides throughout the, the different festivals, um, throughout the year, they have different photo themes. So, you know, they'll switch out the, um, like last year, for example, they, they'll put a, they put the giant Christmas tree, um, down where, 
in the market square where they have the globe for the festival of festival of nations they put the giant christmas tree down there and they had a photo opportunity there so any photo opportunity like that where they give you the little rip off ticket thing or they they you can buy a picture at um the the screen like whenever you get off of a ride all of those can be loaded digitally on your card and that to me is i think my favorite thing that they offer i absolutely love it um so we bought that we got the stroller rental for the year the photo card for the year we bought two cups for the year we had our cups from last year and the only difference from our cups from last year versus this year is that they'll still fill our cups, but instead of getting 99 cent refills, refills for our cups, um, they're like $3.99, I think. So you can still use them. You're just paying a little bit more because you don't have that season's cup. So we went ahead and just bought two cups for this season, you know, just because. And they're pretty. They're, they say Wildwood Grove on them. You can get a light pink kind of a translucent, like you can kind of see through it a little bit, light pink lid, solid purple lid, or a solid pink lid. Um, me and my sister were talking, we really wish they had like a bluish or a teal lid. I think that would be kind of nice, especially for like the guys, <laughs> you know, my dad's like, got this hot pink lid and you know, you could just tell he's like, I got pink, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's funny because like, you know, just guys are, are not big on pink sometimes. It'd be nice to have like a blue or a, or a teal or a green or some kind of option, but regardless they're beautiful cups um they did a very good job with them so um, we got a couple of those for the season um we usually like to knock out this kind of stuff on our first trip so that obviously we just walk in the park the next time we have our passes made we have our stroller pass we have our photo pass i mean there's really there's nothing else that we need to actually make sure that we get while we're there we just have all that stuff my husband keeps it in his wallet um it's 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 awesome so um those were kind of some of the new experiences that we got to to see like the food obviously was the first um i've never tried out any of the festival of nations food before um it's just one of those things that i never really go to dollywood specifically for the food um otherwise like if if it's cinnamon bread i'll make sure to get some of that but other than that i don't go for the food and this time i wanted to make sure that i i experienced the festival of nations food and i'm so glad i did um i only got three stamps on my passport but we're going back in april and i'm hoping to get more i want to go to germany um, I want to go, I think to South Korea. I think that was the other one. Um, so anyway, that was, that was awesome. Um, other than the food at Festival of Nations, um, and getting our photo passes, our stroller passes, um, watching the Thunderhead with the new, um, wood and the upgrades that they've done to it, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was either new, like, like new as in like, this is something I've never seen before or something that they've improved or something that they've added. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think that there was, oh, Red's, um, Red's Drive-In. It's the restaurant in, um, Jukebox Junction right outside of Lightning Rod. Um, they had looked like, uh, 
improved it a little bit. I didn't go down there. I was standing in line for um, the Cuba uh, food station area and was, you know, while I was standing in line, I was just looking around and um, I looked down there towards Jubok Junction and saw that Reds, it looked like they had, I think they had changed the sign. I think there's some outdoor area that was not there before. Um, But again, I didn't walk down there and actually see. So, you know, don't hold me to that. It ain't the gospel yet, but I think it it might be close. (laughs) Um, So anyway, after, after we got done, you know, hanging out during the day and, and eating and, and spending time playing games, which, oh, that was, that was fun. Playing games um, was a lot of fun. My niece wanted this huge sloth. They had a sloth near the Tennessee tornado um, at a game where you knock, you have to knock five cans off of the table that it's sitting on. So it's not, you just knock them down. You have to knock them off of the table. So between my husband, my dad, and my um, brother-in-law, which was her dad, they, I don't, I don't know how much money they spent, but they were not going to leave until they won her this sloth and her daddy won it for her. And it was one of the best moments of the day to see, you know, a seven-year-old girl light up because her dad won her this huge sloth that she wanted. That was, that was a lot of fun. Um, and the, the attendants that work there, I mean, they make it a lot of fun. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's not like it's the fair that comes to town where you don't want to give them your money like it just you just you enjoy being a part of it they make it fun you know the whole experience is is definitely worth it that was that was a lot of fun that was in one of the best parts of the whole day um so at the end of the day we were getting ready to leave um when you leave Dollywood you walk through what they call is the emporium and it's just the exit that's the only way to get out um and it's just a huge gift shop they have anything from shirts to coffee mugs to cookbooks to Dolly CDs um Christmas ornaments i mean anything you could imagine snacks and drinks and candy jellies jams Anything you can imagine is in this emporium. And I always, you know, walk through and look at it. Like I just, I always stop and, and, you know, see what they have, especially this time of year, whenever it's, it's the new season, you know, what's new in here. So, um, we were walking around and I'd grabbed a couple things that I wanted to get East and my son and I was in line to check out and I'm like, just kind of zoned out of it. I'm just kind of standing there waiting to check out. There was a woman in front of me, an older woman that wasn't buying anything, but she was just talking to the two attendants behind the counter. And I don't know how the conversation started. I wasn't really paying attention. But my husband was, he was listening and he heard the attendants telling the woman that the parade was going to start at 4.30 and Dolly was going to be in it. And so Greg was like, did you hear that? You know, Dolly's going to be in this parade. It's in 30 minutes because it's like four o'clock at this point. He's like, I'm going to go tell your mom because all my family was standing over close to the exit of the Emporium to to leave to get on the tram, tram to go back to the parking lot. So he's like, I'm going to go tell them and make sure that they know that way they can decide if they want to stay or not. I'm like, okay. So I stand there, I pay for my stuff. He comes back and they've decided that they want to watch this parade. So right at the Emporium, 
Everybody had already started lining up. And I mean, it could not have worked out any better. It was four o'clock on the dot. People were lining up. We had a beautiful spot to watch Dolly at almost the very beginning of the parade route. And we were on the very front row. I mean, we didn't have to squeeze in and try to tiptoe above anybody. I mean, we were right there. And at 4.30, the drum line, like, I think, um, I know Cuba came out. I'm not sure what other country came out. Um, and they had, you know, dancers and, and some people playing drums. And then Dolly was being pulled in a carriage. And she was, you know, 15, 20 feet away. And we were able to snap some pictures of her and then get out the door and go get on the tram to go home. And that was that was really, really, really cool. We weren't expecting to see her. I thought that we had missed her um, for the day. And I didn't think about the parade. Usually we're already gone by the time the parade comes through on um, opening day or either season pass holder day, depending on how they do it each year. And so as soon as um, she came through... You know, it was just like, I, I just, I couldn't believe that we actually were able to see her. So that was really, really cool. It was actually um, my husband and uh, David's first time seeing Dolly. We had all, other, all the rest of us had seen her before in some form or fashion um, in the past. So it was their first time seeing her and that was really cool for them. Um, so yeah, we finished at our day watching the parade, watching Dolly come through on the parade. And then we got in line and got on the tram and went back to our car. Um, and that was, that was our opening day. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, they did amazing with everything as always, uh, for the parts that I got to see, um, everybody there that was working again, as always, or interactive, nice talking. I mean, that is again, my favorite part about Dollywood is the people that they have working there. They are all engaging. They're friendly. They're patient. They're informative. I mean, they will answer and help you in any way that you need. And I, I, it will always be one of my favorite things about the park. Um, so that was our Dollywood experience for the first, um, day of the season. We rented a cabin through Airbnb and I have never used Airbnb before. So I didn't really know what to expect, um, and I don't want to say that it wasn't it wasn't anything bad. It was just a little different. Um, what I liked about Airbnb was that you, in in this situation, I had a host. Um, his name was Michael, and he owned the cabin. And so from the very beginning, as soon as we made our reservation, I was in contact with him. He we would message through Airbnb's. Um, app on my phone and that he sent me the rental agreement and he answered any questions I had. Um, you know, it was, it was very, he was nice. He was friendly. He was informative as well. Um, I have no complaints about him whatsoever. I have no complaints about his cabin whatsoever. His cabin was beautiful. Um, very good part of town. It is located on Ware's Valley Road, um, which is like, I think traffic light number three on the parkway in Pigeon Forge and you just turn on Where's Valley you turn um, by the McDonald's and it's just right up there on the left I mean it's it's in a very convenient part of town um, his cabin is called Amazing Escape and it is 
it's gorgeous. Um, it's three stories, two bedrooms downstairs, one bedroom in the middle on the main level, and then one bedroom upstairs. Um, if you have a chance to look it up, it's called Amazing Escape at Blackberry Ridge, and um, it's very, very well-priced. Um, I will say that he has uh, mostly everything in his home is smart home. So what smart home means is that you can control all of anything that's connected to Wi-Fi on the smart home. So his thermostat is smart home. Um, I think his lights may be smart home. Um, his alarm is smart home. His door locks are smart home. His um, doorbell is smart home. Um, so all, basically all that means is that he essentially knows who's at the cabin at all times. Um I don't love that <laughs> only because I mean we it's it's just me and my family like you know we didn't do anything wrong by any means I mean it's not like it's anything to hide it just is just that kind of creepy eerie feeling of you know you just don't feel like you're completely private um, again, there was nothing wrong with that. I'll give you an example of how it actually came to be a benefit. Um, when we got up to town on Thursday, it was 75 degrees outside. It was gorgeous, but the cabin was hot when we walked in. Um, it was like 76 inside the cabin and the air, the air range that he had was heat was set on 60 and the air was set on 76. So meaning if it did, if the temperature inside the cabin dipped below 60, the heat would come on and raise it to 60. If the temperature inside the cabin was, um, went above 76 degrees, then the, the air would kick on and cool it to 76 degrees. Well, it was 76, and so I went to bump it down, and I had to enter a PIN number in order to do so on the thermostat. And even though I had been in contact with Michael, even that day, asking him if we could check in early, which he told me as soon as cleaning was done, he let me check in early, which was at like 3.10, and check-in was at 4. Um, you know, even though I'd been in contact with him, I didn't feel comfortable messaging him and asking him for the pin number for the thermostat as that's something that he didn't give me to begin with. So I didn't know if it was an option and I didn't want to overstep any kind of bounds that might put him in a bad situation or a bad spot to say, you know, no, I don't want to give this to you or he gives it to me reluctantly or anything like that. So on, um... Friday, it was the same type of thing. Friday, during the day, it didn't get up to 75, but it got up to like 65. It, it got, it was very, very comfortable. It was very sunny all day too. Um, so by the time we got back to the cabin on Friday, it was stuffy again. And uh, again, was one of those things where it would have been nice to be able just to bump the air down just a little bit to have it kick on, circulate, you know, some air. But we did end up opening um, a couple of the windows because it was, again, like 60 something outside. So the windows opened, you know, created a nice breeze and, and a nice flow of air in there. So um, it, it, we we made remedies for 
you know, the, the situation. It's not like we, it was a 90 degree August day outside and the heat, the air was set on 80 and we couldn't change it. I mean, it was nothing like that. If you know anything about the weather lately, it seems like in all parts of the country, but especially the South, I mean, it has been up in the seventies one day and then a freeze warning the next day. I mean, there's, it's just been all over the place. Um, so I don't fault him for having a pin on his, his thermostat. Um, and I'll tell you how that came to be a benefit that he has smart home is that because he has a smart home, he knows when things like your thermostat gets adjusted. And he noticed that since we had been there, we hadn't adjusted the thermostat once. And he messaged me on Friday evening and said, hey, I just noticed you haven't changed the thermostat. I just want to make sure that the thermostat, you understand how to work it because, it, again, it's a Nest thermostat. So it's a smart thermostat and it's not, um, you know, just your basic thermostat. And he's like, I understand that can be confusing to some people. And I said, no, I said, we have one at home. I know exactly how to work it, but it has a pin and I didn't see anywhere where the pin number was provided. And he immediately wrote back and was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that I still had the pin on there. He said that um, a guest before us, um, I don't think it was the immediate guest before us, but it wasn't um, long before we had gotten there that he had to enable a pin because they had uh, they had disabled it from wife. So the guests before us had disabled it from Wi-Fi or something, the thermostat. They had taken it offline. They'd done something to it um, because they were, I guess, within it fiddling around and he had put the pin on it and forgot about it and didn't know that he, the pin was still on there for us. Um, so the smart home, while it was a little like big brotherish, um, a little bit, it also had an advantage to where it rectified itself when we wanted to change the air, but didn't want to ask to, we're not those type of people. We're not the type of people that, um, you know, expects everything to be handed to us. And if we ask for it, we're just going to magically get it. You know, we just kind of, we're a very, it is what it is type family within reason. Um, so, you know, we weren't going to go asking him about changing the thermostat if it looked obviously that he wanted it to not be messed with. Um, so it rectified itself. So that was nice. Um, I mean, he's a credible, credible person. Um, he's got, I think more than one rental property. Um, again, it's amazing escape in Blackberry Ridge, which is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, it's a beautiful cabin. The kids absolutely loved the bunk beds, the air hockey, the foosball. We had a two on two foosball tournament between me and my husband and my sister and her husband. And I have not laughed that hard in a long time. It was, it was so much fun. Um, he, he reviewed me as, as a renter and said that me and my family were wonderful and we left the place clean in good condition. And, you know, I wrote the same type of review for him is that he was very, very easy to communicate with. He, he answered any question I had. I mean, everything, it couldn't have gone any smoother. Um, so it's just, it's Airbnb. It's just a little bit different than, you know, renting through like an actual agency. You're, you're more just renting from a person. Um, again, nothing wrong with it. It's just a little bit different. Um, and we'd never done it before, but I would absolutely do it again. Um, I don't, I didn't have any kind of, of negative anything to say anything that bad happened I mean it was it was great um so yeah I will hopefully be doing another podcast next on um you know I don't really know what I want to write about I or 
write. I, I'm usually the writer. I don't know what I want to talk about. I asked Greg to do a podcast with me the other day, and he looked at me and was like, I'm not ready for that. And I'm like, babe, there's nothing to be ready for. Like, you just talk. And if you're lucky, people will stay around. And if you're not, they'll turn you off. And you really don't know the difference. <laughs> so um, I want somebody else to be on here with me to for me to communicate with and to banter with and just to have that extra element of just somebody else besides me on here. Um, but anyway, I will say also, before I go, that my mom conquered the Tennessee Tornado which I am incredibly proud of, but even more so, she conquered the Barnstormer. I despise the Barnstormer. I hate it. I do not like it. I do not enjoy it. I've ridden it once, and I'll never ride it again, and I'm okay with that. It is a Jolly Roger, quote-unquote, type of ride that, like, you know, them pirate ships that go back and forth and swing you around? Uh-uh. So I like those, but this is, like, one little lap belt and you get pulled up beyond like 90 degree. It's awful. It's awful. And you get swung back and forth. Look it up. Barnstormer at Dollywood. It's awful. So she rode that. I have an amazing picture of that. And she rode the Tennessee Tornado. And she was going to ride the Thunderhead, but she was like, ah, I'm good for the day. I'll, I'll come back and ride it another time. And I fully believe that she will. Um, that That was really cool. She's conquered the Mystery Mine. Um, the Tennessee tornado, the barnstormer. I mean, she's done some things recently that, that has surprised me and it's, it's been awesome to watch. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was our opening day that we went. Um, if there's anything that anybody wants to know about specifically, um, I will be more than happy to answer any questions. The one thing that I wanted to find out while I was there and I did not was I wanted to find out if Dollywood was still honoring the, if you buy a ticket and you come after 3 p.m., can you come back for free the next day? I never heard that promotion one time last year, but I heard it in 2017. Um, every time we were there, somebody, whether it was on the tram to the park, whether it was on the train ride, you know, through the park, they would um, advertise that if you buy a ticket at 3 p.m. or later, or, or you get there at 3 p.m. or later, you can come back for free the next day. Um, I never heard that, and I wanted to find out while we were there if that was still an, an offer, and I did not find out. Um, so hopefully I will find out about that soon um, because I had somebody else ask me about that. Um, but I unfortunately do not have the answer right now. Um, but yeah, if there's anything that anybody wants to know, um, please feel free to send me an email, uh, write me on Facebook, write me on Instagram, um, anything like that. I'm always around. I always get notifications. Um Otherwise, I'll be hopefully doing another podcast here soon within the week. I wanted to do one weekly, but um, it's, you know, I've not had the chance to. Um, so hopefully I'll get back into more of a scheduled rhythm. Um, but until then, if you have any questions, please feel free to send me a message, send me an email anytime. I will be glad to answer it. All right. Thank you.